You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. There's the music, and I almost don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> it's time for yeah. Animal Talk. Some of the best dog on pet people on the planet here, actually here, to help you with your pets, like this guy sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan, and I I pulled a hammy yesterday, <laughs> kicking in Pelosi's door. Oh. Oh, too soon, right? It's too soon. It's too soon. You know, it's, too soon. it's like, uh, uh, yeah. photograph it. What do you do? You don't photograph it. You don't photograph it. You you don't videotape it. You don't fit. You don't videotape and, it. And then you don't tweet it out. Yeah, yeah. But you know, oh, what you don't also do. Yeah. You don't break into one of the most secure buildings <laughs> on the planet and expect you're uh, you know you're going to be okay. It's, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's not like we live in North Korea or anything, but I mean, you smash in the Capitol building yeah. windows and jump in. Yeah. Might not end well. It might not end well, yeah. So, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a but, little soon. Uh, it's a little soon. It is. Sorry. Uh, animal Talk, helping people with their pets. And uh, I'm Jamie, making sure everybody has a good time. S- who's pushing my buttons today? Sam. Hey, Samantha. It's like uh, we put the band back together. You know what? It, I, I think it's... Uh, I, I apologize. Sure. But I don't know how to conduct myself on the radio. <laughs> it's been so long. I know. On the radio. Uh, the we podcast. had Caesar Milan while you were gone. I know. How was that? It was crazy. Yeah. He's got, he's like into birds now. Okay. And it's like, he's like, he's, he had an aviary in his house and it's like the whole interview is just like, tweet, 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 tweet. So like, is, is that like his thing now? Birds? Is it, no, no, no. Yeah. We were still, it's still mainly dogs and dog training, but yeah. he's, he's got a, a pension for birds as well now. And uh, he's got a toucan. Really? Would you want to have a toucan? Oh, of course. That Who wouldn't? big beak kicking yeah. around. I just... But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I was I was wondering, it's like, and I was like on his on his uh, you know on Facebook, and he posted something, and there's a picture is like five birds hanging out, and I'm like, well, that's what that noise was <laughs> when we were talking to him. It's like, holy crap! But yeah, so how did still, he treat you? How did he treat you? Always great. Yeah. He's always he's always he's always wonderful. So, but yeah, we've done a we've done a ton of stuff. We had a few authors on that you missed some good stuff. Man. I know, I know, uh, but. You know, now you're back, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to help people with their pets. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And Samantha and I get to pick on you today. Yes. Really? God, finally. Yes. So I I'm miss gonna, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, so, I miss you, Sam. Samantha, um, what is your latest artistic endeavor? Nothing. No? What's next? What is your next artistic next? endeavor? I don't know. Uh, well, there's not really anything going on right now. And I'm depressed. So oh. There's that. No, just well, I'm <laughs> so glad I brought it up. Then. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Now, now I just, everybody's I silent. Her, I sent her into a, 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 a <laughs> wheel of despair. I got nothing. All right. Well, hey, sorry. I really do have nothing. Sorry, Samantha. That's okay. Well, you're, you're taking photo. You, you have a great nine to five where you get to use your uh, creative skills yes. and take photos. Yes. And, I do that. You do some amazing stuff. Oh, thanks. So, um, and your movie came out. I watched your movie. Oh, yes, you watched Did it. You, I forgot to tell it, you about it. Showed it showed up on, uh, was it I on Netflix? Will there be marshmallows? Hulu. Showed up on, yeah, will there be marshmallows? Yeah, yeah. It made marsh- marshmallows. Wait, made what do you the, mean? Uh, what do you mean Sam's movie? What did I miss? Oh, Dave, my God. David Arquette. Okay. okay. Is it called You Can't Kill David Arquette? Yeah. You Can't Kill David Arquette. Have you seen that? No. There's so there. There's a new documentary out called You Can't and Kill. And what about, what's Sam have to do with it? David. She she has like the second photographic uh, uh, credit on it. What cinematography? She, yeah, that thing. Sam, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the main, you know, the yeah. credits roll, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, lead cinematographer, and it's like, and then additional cinematographers, Sam Nork, and then like six other people. Oh, my. And it wasn't alphabetical. God. Yeah, and it wasn't alphabetical. It wasn't alphabetical. That, oh. was, that was product placement there. That's, that's amazing, Sam. So, How yeah. can you be depressed when you have something like that? No, it's here? cool. I'm not depressed. It's, I mean, it's very cool. maybe a little bit. So but. you can't kill David Arquette. And she's got a, a just a like a three-second cameo in the movie. The it's like at the la- one of the last fights. Uh, she's there, and she's like holding up a sign. What's it? Something Arquette? What's it say? Uh, I think it's We Heart. We Heart Arquette. Arquette. Right. But it, was, it wasn't. I did not hold it up during his uh, match. It was after his match. Well, hey, like we're going we're to break down the fourth wall here. So, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. When when was when did the, this uh this movie come out? It came out uh, uh, like right before Christmas. Yeah. Right? So um yeah, it officially uh it was shown last. It was supposed to be shown at South by Southwest, which is the film festival in uh, Austin. Well, how come I believe you didn't Austin, tell us- Texas uh, last year, but it got canceled because of COVID. Um, came out in August on video on demand, and then I think in December it came out on Hulu. Came out on Hulu. How, yeah. how come I, I wasn't going to go buy it on video on what, demand? What, why I didn't I know? For it. Why didn't I know you were involved with this? I think I brought it up once, and yeah. then well, I didn't know. We talked about it. We yeah, I didn't know it. anything was going to happen with it because I shot. I first knew about the project in 2018 because they came into the video store. The two directors and David Arquette came into the video store, and they're like, "Hey, we're filming a documentary," and they're like, "Do you know who this guy is?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> uh, well, how'd you get inv- okay how'd you go from there to getting involved in in yeah so that was uh in 2018 they okay. let me they filmed a scene in my video store which is not there anymore it's a dollar general now rest in peace um but <laughs> i think they they cut that from the documentary because i was absolutely terrible in it i'm so glad they cut it out because i was so nervous <laughs> and i was sweating and gross yeah um and then I was like, oh, I do film stuff, too, and I know how to work a camera and stuff. And then he, the director gave me his card, and he's like, oh, we might be back later. And then, like, a year later, he texted me. He's like, hey, we're back in town, and David has a wrestling match tomorrow. Do you want to help us shoot it? I was like, yes. Yeah. So They came back yeah. in the family <laughs> so video. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so she was like, so she's got this, you know, major, she's got a motion picture movie credit, and it's, uh, you know, she's all IMDb'd out, so. Where do I find Girl this? in Crowd. Where do I find this uh, movie? Hulu. On Hulu. It's free on Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. So it is on, free on Hulu now. Yeah, so. yeah. That is outstanding. I know. I'm yeah, so proud cool. of her. It's like, I'm like, aww. You know, you think I of, just like, it, it, I'm Jam- so happy for you. I just say, I'm just, you, you got to parlay that into cool stuff. Jamie, I'm just happy when, you th- when you think back, remember we had to take her to all those dance lessons, yeah. the braces, oh, first geez. communion, all that. And she <laughs> actually. She actually turned into something. Yes. Man, I'm proud of us. First <laughs> <laughs> wow. That white dress. Yeah, that yeah, that was cute. the veil. Yeah. Was... I didn't do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that she was cute. Oh, uh, still just cute as a button. Uh but with, this is an animal show. Were there any yeah. animals in that? There cute. were. I think, uh, I think, uh, did he wrestle a bear? He has, uh, (laughs) there were chickens. There was a part where he had to to chase a chicken, chase a chicken and catch a chicken. I think that was one of the only animals. Oh, he also has a donkey. I think he's got some weird pets. Yeah. He's got some wild, he's got some wild animals, (laughs) but we got some pet, I got some pet questions for you, Brian. I got some interesting uh, pet conundrums to, to try to solve here. Um, so here's one. It's like, hi, all. I recently brought my adult dog, uh, a 10-year-old Cocker Spaniel. I brought him to Canada to live with me. Uh, I was hoping for some advice. While she has taken really well to potty training twice a day, previously, 
She was free in the yard year round to go whenever she wanted. Now in the apartment, limited, so she has to be uh, to uh, two potty breaks uh, in the day. When I leave the house, she won't stop barking. Just goes crazy when I go to work. I understand it's a transition, um, but it's very stressful for her. All this travel, um, she came all this way. Uh, I spent two weeks at home with her before I went back to work to make her feel at home. But now my neighbors are complaining. Uh, how can I help her adjust to her new home and stop the barking? Jamie, you're asking a lot out of a 10-year-old dog. Yeah. You know, 10-year-old cocker. And the dog that. had run of the yard, right? Could do, yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Do what he wanted. And mm-hmm. now the dog is in an apartment. Right. In, uh, in, a, in a, a country where they end every sentence with A. Uh-huh. That's got to be terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, uh, you know what I would strongly recommend? Mm. Daycare. Oh, puppy daycare, doggy daycare. Doggy daycare. And, and the reason why is there's a lot of stress. Right. You just moved uh, a senior dog and you can have all sorts of uh, behavior problems as a result of this uh. kind of a, a change. So what the uh, doggy daycare will do is it'll work some energy. You know, it'll get the dog, you know, dog be in an active environment, be able yeah. to get rid of some of that, that energy of having, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that much of a change. And I would do that probably for about three or four months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just to get the dog acclimated to the, you know, the new situation. And the dog might actually really, really like the daycare. Cause doggy daycares, they have like, uh, the, and then they, you, they could kind of wean the dog for you because they have like little private rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. they could like maybe put the dog in the private room. It's like, okay. Sure. And it starts freaking out, you know. And and, they're, and most of the most of those doggy daycares, they're 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 trainers, they're dog people. Yeah, they yeah. know they know you can't give in at the first bark. <laughs> and in uh, in in Canada, doggy daycare is free because it's a socialist country. Yes, yes, it's all part of. Uh, <laughs> part of yeah, uh, dear Canada, we apologize greatly. It's part of their health care plan, the Canuck, Canuck Care, and. Uh, <laughs> No, but I would recommend, uh, I would recommend. <laughs> okay, so doggy daycare. Uh, doggy daycare. Or have a pet sitter come in and, you know, maybe take the dog for a walk. Cause, yeah. Man, that's a, that's a big change for any dog, let alone a, uh, a, a senior Someone dog. Someone with 10, 10 years yeah, under their belt. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, man, this computer is stupid. Yeah. It's, uh, not agreeing with me here. I was trying to do something. All right. So, uh, the, the doggy daycare. We'll mm-hmm. get her into Doggy daycare. Where's my little? Because if that dog keeps go? barking, it's going to become a habit, Jamie. Yeah. And then Kelly, you're going to get kicked out of your apartment. All right, Kelly, get thee to doggy daycare. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Apartments are free in Canada. Yeah, well, that's a big <laughs> savings. So it's because of the healthcare. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's a socialist what country. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about Canada, so hey. I'm, I'm I'm guessing you're just kind of riffing here. <laughs> Yeah, I told you I don't know how to conduct myself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait. All right, so we got another one here. I got so we got more people pondering about stuff. Uh, <clears throat> it's a pandemic thing here. I'm living with my parents again mm. uh, until the pandemic is over. Uh, the biggest issue that I have is about their dog. Uh, they have a husky, mm-hmm. and he's taking to biting me. Uh, while we're both in the kitchen, not hard. It's not really in an aggressive fashion. Uh, but I just don't like it and I want it to stop. He's a rescue. He's a, a little neurotic. Uh, training behavior out of him would take some work, but here's the problem. It's twofold. That requires both training on the dog's part 
and a delicate conversation with my parents. My personal opinion is they're bad dog owners. I think they're too per- permissive. Well, they let you move back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is in Canada. Yeah. Right? No. Uh, they're too permissive. Yeah. Uh, I'm no expert on dog training, but I'd love some input here. Uh, they've never, they don't make any attempt whatsoever in their entire history of owning dogs to train them or discipline them in any manner. As such, their dogs never seem to view them as being much of the authority figures in the house, let alone in charge and do what they're asked to do. They always have large animals as well. My parents are, are helpless to do anything about it. Uh, they have a 120 pound Malamute. What he likes to do is plant himself in the middle of a narrow walkway, hallway, and refuses to move. And my mother is in distress because she's got to crawl over this dog. Uh, she's helpless to do anything about it. So how can I keep their dog from nipping at me in the kitchen? I like how the kid moves back home and just starts blaming the parents for the dog, right? Just start, uh, yeah, their dog, you know. Yeah, uh, this dog. is awful. <laughs> Freaking dog. Uh, okay, let's set that aside. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, well, the thing, yeah, you're the guest in the house, right? And yeah. here's the fortunate thing about dogs. The interesting thing about dogs mm. is um, they understand one-to-one relationships. So if you're having a problem with the dog, you should be doing the training, mm. not the parents. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of good resources for for dog training. Uh, but uh, you mentioned that. Uh, who's the guy you uh, you interver- interviewed? Cesar Milan. Cesar Milan. Yeah. But there's also. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, good, a uh, lot of good uh, training material and video material on uh, on establishing that relationship. One thing you could start doing is uh, taking the dog for a walk Ooh. on a leash. And you're going to be doing your parents a favor rather than, mm-hmm. than bitching and complaining about their dog. <laughs> you're going to do them a favor by taking their dog for a walk every day. You'll you'll make a uh, a better relationship with the dog. Are you taking the dog for a walk? Air quotes. Uh, <laughs> no, not, no, you're actually going on a walk yeah, with the dog and building a relationship. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Fair yeah. point. Um, and then uh, you know, work in a little bit of training, get a relationship with the dog, and the dog, dog will treat you a lot better. I, it's it's not clear from the email whether the dog is being. Somewhat aggressive or, or just too playful or. Yeah, she says not aggressive, just yeah. nipping and I don't like it. Yeah. And quit, uh, quit bitching. At least you have a place to go, go to during the, the pandemic. Yeah. Karen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think her name's Karen. No, I, th- oh. <laughs> I could have swore you said Karen. Uh. <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah, that's the joke. Uh, it is. Oh, I don't know how we get away with things. Um, so there, I sent you an email, Sam. So you oh, should you uh, should have that for shenanigans uh, later on. I didn't I didn't prepare. I thought we were to, we'd have some some vets with us. Uh, so we'll be having our vets with us next week, which I'm pretty excited about. Who we have? Um, Anyone and, I know? Uh, yeah, Karen and Michelle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah from Serenity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll be they'll be cruising back in. They were coming, but uh, at the last minute, uh, Michelle got a uh, uh, an emergency emergency house call. She they're good people. I like yeah. them. They're very smart. So yes. So we got our, our vets are on tap. So I have these, I have this parade of, of pet questions for you. A cavalcade? Uh huh. This of is questions. a, this is a long one. It's kind of a story problem. All right. Are you ready for it? Let me get my notepad. Okay. It, it, it is. It's, All a, right. it's a long one. I made a note here. This is a long one. I have a wonderful pup. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. Uh, I've had him since he was eight weeks old. He's now six. Ammo is a treeing, <clears throat> here we go, a treeing walker, coonhound, blue tick, coonhound mix. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so uh, a coonhound blue tick, yeah. whatever that hound means. Dog, yeah. All right, so hound dog. So uh, I'm feeling defeated these past few years. Uh, uh, the last few years I've been single. Uh, I have many problems uh, living in this condo complex because of his behavior. I hate to admit it, but he is aggressive towards dogs in the community. Mm. But the minute we go on a hike or we're out in a park, uh, he's the most docile dog and shows no aggression towards other dogs. Uh, he even goes to doggy daycare. Uh, he has a doggy daycare friend. He's got a best friend in doggy daycare. They play all the time. There's a pug in our complex that he loves, and he loves playing with my neighbor's dogs and my neighbor's parents' dogs and my sister's boyfriend's dogs. I just don't understand why certain dogs in our complex uh, he gets very aggressive towards. Um, He's only bitten one dog living in the complex, uh, and there wasn't even any damage to the dog or his back. There was just a little nick, uh, and that was about it. But the condo and the condo association is allowing him to stay as long as he is leashed and has a muzzle. Uh, so since then, since that incident, uh, rumors have spread around the complex about my big aggressive dog. <laughs> uh, it's been two and a half years, and I get evil stares from people while I walk him. The other day, my boyfriend was walking him and ammo broke off his leash and charged at my best, at, at my friend, a neighbor, their small dog. They had a scuffle and my boyfriend grabbed ammo. There was no injuries, uh, but my friend is outraged uh, because she thought her dog was going to die. Luckily, my dog had the muzzle on, Ammo had his muzzle on, uh, but she's conflicted. The neighbor is conflicted because she wants to report what happened, mm-hmm. uh, but she's scared of the dog's behavior and she doesn't want to hurt our friendship. Uh, I've done everything possible I can do to keep him restrained and in, on control in our walks. I avoid people and other dogs in our complex. Uh, the incident was just an accident. Uh, but I don't think that would hold up even on Judge Judy's courtroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boyfriend and I know the best thing to do is to move, but the house we want to move to won't be ready for nine months. And uh, I'm not moving to my parents, and I'm not getting rid of my dog. Uh, he's the most amazing, loving, innocent critter you would meet. Um, what can I do? This makes me sick to my stomach that other people look badly upon him. All right. You know, uh this person has given us enough information. <laughs> I told you it long. That I, I kind of know what's going on here. Oh. And I can surmise uh, what, uh, okay, the most innocent creature, mm-hmm. and right? Is that what she said, the most yeah, innocent creature? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're lying to yourself. Your dog is an asshole. <laughs> okay. But it, it sounds like he does okay at doggy daycare. Well, the thing is, the it's, it's like, oh, so only one dog here and maybe this dog there. Oh, and then there was this other situation. I guarantee you she's underselling this aggression. Oh, okay. And, All and, right. And the dog is probably a menace. Oh. And 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 people look at her like, oh, it's her again and a stupid dog. Mm. So um, you got to be honest with yourself. Okay. If people want you to move out and they're giving you odd looks, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have control of this dog. Okay. You know, and if it's a big dog that's out of control, nobody wants to be around It could be a big problem. It could be a big problem, yeah. yeah. And the dog has a muzzle. So imagine someone walking a dog, Uh you're in a condo complex or some confined area, right? And you're you're nervous, you're holding the dog tight. The dog is getting nervous because right on the the walks where there's plenty of room, she has no problems, right? Yeah. It's only in these confined environments Uh because there's been enough incidents (laughs) where now- the dog owner is 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 scared mm-hmm. and and probably holding the leash real tight. The dog is keyed up, right? And all 
you know, ready to to go off. So yeah, it's kind of a formula for for bad behavior. Uh, what this lady needs to do uh-huh. is she has to come to terms with the fact that her dog's an ass and she is not helping the dog. She hasn't done everything. In, in fact, I, I I listen to how she she I did. It. I've done everything I can. To restrain the dog, to, uh, you know. Uh, okay. So she's probably holding the leash so really she, tight, doing everything clues. wrong. We got some yeah, good clues. We got some there. good clues. So, That's great. So she's doing everything wrong, uh, and, and and it's making the problem worse, especially if it's situational. Uh, if the dog is good here and the dog is bad here, something different's happening. Where the you're dog more is, relaxed in the park, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you need some confidence handling that dog, and if it's a big dog, you're probably holding the leash too tight because you you want to get a good, you know, a good solid. You know, uh, a foundation if the dog lunges or something. Right. So, you, so you're you're probably looking like you can you you're barely hanging on to this thing. So, I would recommend, highly recommend, because it doesn't even sound like the dog is dog aggressive. Yeah, there's only some dogs that th- that he doesn't like, but you don't have a control of the dog. You need to get this dog into obedience class, and oh. you need it's not a one even at six years old. Yes, absolutely, okay. and it's, right. it's not just some one trick or can you tell me one thing to stop him. Mm-hmm. You need to have control, which means you need to leash break the dog. You need to get the the dog walking on a loose leash at all times. These are all easy things. So this is the this is the uh, the, the good part of the the equation. The easy part is that this stuff is not tough at all to, uh, to to train the dog. So getting control of the dog is not a big deal. And uh, um, uh, But you, you have to, I, I would highly recommend you have somebody, uh, who, a professional dog trainer, watch how you're handling the dog and, and you know, have them maybe work one-on-one with you. Okay. Because she's she's not seeing it accurately. It's, it's kind of mm. like, you know how every parent thinks their kid is, a, is an Einstein? Mm-hmm. You know, you, most of these kids are idiots, right? <laughs> and we know that. And, and uh, so you, you're a teacher. You've seen this a thousand times. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Mr. Underselling Flanagan. it, overselling yeah, it. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Flanagan. My my kid is brilliant. What oh. are you doing yeah, yeah. to stifle his? You know, <laughs> brilliance. Yeah, it was brilliant. So, um, <laughs> I was muted. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, yeah. So I would uh, this. I, I don't think this is a big problem. Actually, mm. I think this is something that's pretty straightforward and pretty okay. easy to solve. Yeah. And then so, and if she does get, because you could you you could repeat this problem in your new neighborhood. If you're like, because you're like, oh, I hope we don't have this problem in my new neighborhood. I'm going to hold them real yeah, tight. Exactly, exactly. And then you could ramp it up in the new neighborhood. As a trainer, I love this kind of stuff. You know yeah. why? Because it, it happens so quick. You can make a transformation so fast. Yeah. These dog owners think that you're just the most brilliant. <laughs> you're the miracle worker. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, oh my goodness, I had no idea it was in him. You know that yeah. he could he could act this good. And um, so I I think uh, I think this dog just needs some training. And more importantly, you. Uh, uh, Miss Dog Owner needs a uh, yeah. needs a training class too. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that, I mean that's that's often a, a big chunk of it is is getting the owners yeah on board with the correct behavior. So yeah, with that that long email, I yeah. didn't hear anything, any warning sign, no red flags. Right. You just need some uh, basic stuff. Yeah. Basic stuff. Man, I much made that much a shorter answer. Much like us, Brian. Yeah. Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> uh there's a dog got reunited with his families three years later. So a Michigan owner was reunited with their dog in Illinois. Wow. Uh, a whiff of her old blanket was enough for Lola. The black lab was back in her owner's arms three years after the Michigan dog disappeared on a trip to suburban Chicago. Feels like I'm in a dream right now, said Deborah. This last Saturday, her husband Steve and the dog were, were united with Lola. 
at the county animal shelter. That's crazy. Yep. Three Lola years. vanished from a fenced yard in 2017 when they were on vacation uh, in Kalamazoo uh, visiting a friend. Oh, uh, yeah. So they were from Kalamazoo. They were down in Elk Grove visiting friends, and the dog got out of the yard. So the couple returned uh, for about a month hoping to find the dog, and the dog was specially trained to help Deborah. Uh, with seizures. So this is like a, a trained... Oh, wow. Yeah, a trained yeah. support Assistance dog, too. Dog, yeah. uh, those dogs are expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like 5, 10, 20 grand for a, oh, yeah. a, a trained up seizure dog Absolutely, or some yeah. sort of dog. Um, so they, they tried a professional pet searcher. No luck. Uh, county authorities called them last week when a couple uh, who'd noticed Lola for the past few years going into a forest preserve. Uh, they've been leaving food for the dog and they finally earned her trust, and then they brought her in, and the microchip was discovered. That is crazy. And they were they called Lola. So the dog was just hanging in the forest for, for three like, years. For like three years. Um, yeah. So oh, they had given up hope. We. I still. I it, it, hanging out in Illinois. It must have been cold, like winters. I mean, that's 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 an incredible story. Uh, I mean, yeah. I had an ounce of hope, but I guess the majority of me was thinking she was. Gone and crossed the Rainbow Bridge. I was completely stunned when we got the call, Deborah said. Lola wagged her tail when she smelled her old blanket. Of course, uh, no one knows wow. how the dog survived for the three years, but she did. I go, if she could talk, Deborah said, be a great story. So there you go. That's a, a happy little that story. That is incredible. Because of why? The microchip. The microchip, right? Yeah. So uh, our, our friends over at uh, Pet Key, that's mm-hmm. what they do, right? They do, absolutely, yeah. So some people still, though, aren't quite sure about microchips. Um, you know, there, there's some misinformation about it's, uh, what What's people when people are like, ah, I don't know if I want to get my dog microchipped. It's like, isn't it going to like break loose and then go to their heart and cause a – you know, yeah, there's embolism the, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then you have to call an ambulance for the embolism. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so there are, there are a few, you know, uh, I guess there, there's some inf- misinformation out there about the microchip. You know what the big one is? The big one is people thinking that it's um, – the microchip is kind of like a big brother type. Uh, like, like pets are just like a – uh, like the canary in the coal mine, like you know, we're going to try this on pets, and, right? And and then we're going to start microchipping people. And yeah, yeah, yeah I've had a, a lot of uh, people oh. say that you know is is it, 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 it's kind they, of an evil they, thing. This they, microchip, right? They called you on their Alexa. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then there's the migration issue, which is actually a real thing. Yeah, but the uh, the microchip is put just below the skin. It's mm-hmm. like a subcutaneous little. You know, thing and it it can migrate. Now it has a coating on the microchip yeah. uh, to to grab onto the tissue and to stay put. But sometimes it fails, and uh, you know we found microchips that migrate from the nape of the dog's neck all the way to the, the dog's tail. Wow! And so it does happen. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't go into the dog's system. You right. Know, it right, just right, stays right. under the skin, and it's usually a it's a pretty harmless thing. Yeah. yeah. Can you like like shrink yourself down and get into it, and um, then? You know, I've actually seen movies where that's uh, that's kind of a Wasn't principal it, feature uh, of the Rick Moranis. Uh, yeah, there's the, even before that. What was it? The uh, Incredible Voyage or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good effects in that. But one. those weren't documentaries, Jamie. So no, no, those oh, weren't true. Was... No, no, Jamie. Those were uh, got a fiction, science fiction. Gotta you gotta you just always gotta hope for those things. Yeah. Well. Uh, 
Can you just shrink yourself down? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, where am I at here? Uh, uh. Oh, that's where I'm at. Speaking of uh, speaking of science faction, uh, science fiction. Fact or fiction? You decide. All right, here we go. Fact or fiction? We got three headlines ripped Ripped from from the the news. news. (laughs) Two are true. Absolutely, positively true, as hard as it is to believe. One is completely false, written by me earlier when I should have been scraping the ice off my car. You know, I gotta, I gotta hand it to you. I gotta, I gotta hand it to you, Jamie. You, Mm -hmm. um, you know. You got to wake up pretty early in the morning. I do. Me. But you doesn't stop you. Nope. I You'll try. try from time I'm gonna to time. I'm going to try. So today, Samantha has our three headlines. Did you get those out of your email, dear? I did. They're right Yay. here. Let All me right. get the rules straight. Two are true. Two are true. One is false. One, one is false. You is need false. to pick the false one. You need to pick that the false, false fact okay. to get... All the accolades you desire. So yeah, so uh, you're gonna pick the, uh, the the fake fact here, Samantha. Or you're gonna get the you're closer. gonna read. You're reading all. You're reading all three of them. I'm Sam. reading all three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why can't you read one of them? Because uh, uh, okay, fine. Okay. It's, it's better when it comes from you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, the first one, number one, headline number one. Are uh, you ready? I'm ready. Honeybees fend off giant hornets with animal feces. Fend them with the feces. Uh, uh, read that again. Honeybees fend off giant hornets with animal feces. So they're like throwing it like a, like monkeys do? Like throwing it? <laughs> yeah, they have arms. arms on. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. the worst Seinfeld remake ever. <laughs> All right. That's number one. That's number one. Okay. Number two. Mm-hmm. Birds bounce off of wires because of the new 5G Disruptions in the air. <laughs> they bounce off of the wires. Bounce off of the wires okay. because of the new five G disruptions in the air. Okay. All right. Number three. Saving a baby squirrel with smoothies and massages. <laughs> oh, that's that's like the textbook way to save them. So that I know is true. <laughs> that's a way to save me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A nice little smoothie and a massage. Right. I'm in. You can save. Call me baby squirrel. You could save practically any animal that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So that one's got to be true. Uh, the first one. Oh, read that first one again. Okay. Honey bees fend off giant hornets with animal feces. Do you just want me to keep saying feces? <laughs> I think so. I think he does. I just want you to keep saying ridiculous things. That's. You know, that's so strange and weird. Yeah, but like what animal? Just as animal feces? Like what what animal? Yeah. <laughs> whatever's, whatever's handy. That's a horrible headline and but it's I'm I'm thinking it's true. And the bouncing off the wires because of 5G? Yes, because of 5G. That's false as hell. <laughs> I mean, it could be a real headline. That's that's the fake one. That's uh, the fake. One. Hold your calls America. We have a Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he invented 5G. Brian was the guy. Oh, yeah. Brian was the guy. He invented the 5G. It's not real. Oh, my gosh. Is 5G a fiction? Is 5G causing us? uh, I don't know. No! Well, with my vast scientific 
background. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they they said if you uh, if you, if for men if you keep your your cell phone in your front pocket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it could make you uh, it could do all sorts of things to your bad stuff to your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they said when you put your phone up to your ear that it's gonna it could yeah. explode or something like. To this day, I heard that like 20 years ago. To this day, if I drop my phone in my lap, I'm like, whoa, hey, get that out of there. Get that out of there. Wait, seriously? Where do you keep it? Your back pocket? No, it's actually in my front pocket. (laughs) And it keeps it on vibrate. Theater of the mind. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this stuff goes away after a while, right? I mean, okay, now, oh, 5G. Remember... Back at, way back in the in the in the in the the seventies, Jamie, mm-hmm. microwave ovens are going to give you cancer, right? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, yeah. you know, there's always something that they're, and it's always this anything new. It's going to give you cancer. It's going to cause all kinds of problems. So, yeah. Uh, we we do it's uh, my friends that were in that band, the Beer on the Penguin guys. Uh, they had the the band house, right? And so it was all hand me down, second, you know. Salvation Army furniture, and they had this microwave, and it it didn't seem like the front of it. It didn't really seem like there was glass in it. It just seemed like a screen. <laughs> a screen. <Yeah. laughs> so we if we if, if you'd notice people would like use it. They would hit it and then like scurry out of yeah, the room. Yeah, because <laughs> we didn't want to be in the room with it going on. Right. You feel like you need to have a lead bib on while you're while you're doing it. It's, it was funny. It was like funny as hell. People would like, oh, I'm gonna nuke some mac and cheese, and they're like, and they they start it, and then it just you see them walk out of the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. gotta get out of there. This thing is so it was so shady looking. It was so. But it worked. So shady looking. Oh, it worked like a charm. But you know, back back in the day, there are a lot of things that could that. Uh, um, you probably wouldn't even be legal now that you know, like oh, because yeah. of the the cancer, you know, carcinogens involved. I was just talking today to somebody about, hey, do you remember mimeograph machines? Oh, that would make copies. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it had the smell, some embalming oh, fluid or yeah. some, something that was really, really. You oh. know, it's 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 a carcinogen. You know it is. <laughs> what? Mimeograph. <laughs> yeah. It's uh they they, they used to those blue those blue, they were they blue. used to, they used to make copies with this machine and this drum and this chemical process and oh, wow. and when it was done all these copies for your homework or whatever um they'd be moist they'd be moist they'd be wet with this chemical that uh is, what did it smell like it was like some uh, kind of and you would smell you, you you get it in grade school it. and you would smell it you know. <sighs> it made you a little high <laughs> when did they stop doing that uh, I don't know when when yeah, kids you know yeah. too many kids say you know they, died they, no. no they would get math problems wrong because they all had six and seven fingers on each hand. <laughs> Oh, uh, but there's a story about a, a squirrel named Ted. He fell out of a tree and got hit by a car. What he was a having sweet a, name! Oh my a, god! A, Ted was having a bad day, <laughs> but luckily, uh, a local vet and physiotherapist uh, and squirrel conservationist uh, was there to help with advice and treatment. Uh, and all those people were there at the scene. One guy, all those <laughs> oh. skills. That's Wait, the thing. You mean to tell guy? me a squirrel gets hit by a car and then there's this guy that has all these superhero? Um, uh, uh, the knowledge base of of squirrel husbandry happened to be handy. It happened to be handy. That's it's amazing. It's an amazing story. Uh, but they they yeah. So he uh, he taught the the people rehabbing the squirrel how to give them little baby squirrel massages and how to whip up little fruit smoothies to get them back to health. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. So you can rescue a squirrel with smoothies and massages. And they what, what he slept in. He he had his old toque. He had his hat for our Canadian friends. Yeah. He had his toque and he had his knit, you know, cap. And so the squirrel was sleeping in a little cap. 
That was Ted's bed. I uh, I actually nursed a little um, <clears throat> squirrel back did, into yeah. Not, not, no, well, oh, not, not like that. No, I but I did take some uh, <laughs> fabric and I I twisted it into a little kind of a cone shape, and I would dip it in milk and let the baby squirrel kind of like suck on it, and it oh. actually worked. Oh. And then uh, somebody I worked with at the time, uh, she worked for you know animal rehab, and she's like, I'll 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 fix that squirrel up and. And um, the squirrel lived in her backyard and was uh, would always come and visit. It was a very happy, happy story. Hmm. So squirrels are pretty resilient. The little baby squirrels, they're pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that other story about the honeybees fending off the giant yeah, hornets with that? animal feces. Is true. Uh, they do. Honeybees spread animal dung uh, around the entrance of their <laughs> hives to uh, ward off the, the hornets because hornets, you know, go in and steal the, their Well, that headline's larvae. pretty misleading. How, how did they learn about this? How mm. did they know it? Uh, re- researchers just discovered honeybees in Vietnam. Uh, they collect and apply animal dung around the entrances of their uh, hives to deter raids on their nest from giant hornets. Um, yeah. So. That's misleading. But it's, seriously, how do they know uh, this? The, it sure sounds like they flung or they fling dung on the hornet. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought they were throwing, <laughs> but but it makes more sense if a honeybee, you know, maybe they're sitting in like a honeybee bar or something, and one of them says, "You know, I had shit on my feet. I wiped it on my welcome mat. No hornets. I swear to God. I yeah, swear to that's God. how they got. That's how they no got. No hornets. That's how they got through. <laughs> no, and the researchers noticed that uh, you know there'd be varying amounts of you know feces uh, on the entrances and the ones that had more on it were susceptible to less hornet attacks and raids that's um what kind this of- is a biblical thing didn't didn't they do that uh, oh no it was lamb's blood on the door yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> all right man yeah, I get did these- they spread shit on the door <laughs> <laughs> get these stories mixed up honey bees israelites one of the two <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Nothing offensive about that. <laughs> Dear Jewish community, we deeply apologize. All right. I'll get All to right. that later. All I'll right. get to that. <laughs> All our apology notes. Uh, we'll do more of those later. Uh, got more uh, pet uh, queries for you, though. I do have. Uh, I do have another one here. Breed advice. Get to Googling. You going to get your Google ready here, Brian? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'm considering a new dog for our family, but we have a hard time in deciding what breed or crossbreed might be best. So here we go. This is what we need. We live in a remote part of Wyoming up in the mountains. Okay. Here are my expectations. Medium to large dog. Good with the family but won't uh, and and won't roam around but uh, stay with the kids. Uh, Even-tempered but willing to protect. Uh, needs to be low maintenance, uh, nothing that'll bark all day and all night. Uh, previous German short hairs uh, loved them. Um, something like that uh, that'll stay by the house better though would be would be good. I was just gonna say, yeah, German short hairs sticking around the house. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Something that that'll do that better than the German short hair. So a German short hair, like so, like a German short hair setter. Well, so know, they set. Yeah, they don't go. That's right. That's right. I don't. I have no idea what um, I'm talking about. Okay, so Wyoming. Yeah, this is the old west. Cold and mountainous. Yeah, yeah, can be cold. Um, they right. uh, so it can be cold. It can be hot. Yeah, uh, in the mountains, so that we can have bears, we can have coyotes, Lions. we can have um, wolves. Oh boy, uh, 
Mountain lions, yeah, yeah. sure, mm-hmm. mountain lions. I don't think they want a mountain lion. So the, no, but I'm, I'm saying <laughs> oh, oh, these oh, are oh, things oh, that are in the environment. Oh, oh, okay. These are not the options for the breed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought I was like, this is a crazy list. Where, no. where could you buy these? No, I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, if I could get a bear, where? No. Are you okay? Stay on task, Jamie. Are you okay? It's, it's, they asked for a dog. They asked for a dog, Jamie. I'm, I'm like, okay, this is what we have to work with. These are the animals that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This, okay. Is, the it, environment. this is all they What have. I'm getting at. I'm back on track. I'm what I'm getting track. at yeah, yeah. is you need an animal that's kind of imposing. Okay. Okay, a good protector, mm. but a dog that's confident so it's not going after every little thing and, mm-hmm, and barking mm-hmm. its full head off. German Shepherd. Ah, okay. German Shepherds are very, very loyal. And if you live in a, in a, in a mountainous rural area kind of off on your own. Right, right. The downside of German Shepherds sometimes could be they can be too loyal and too protective. And if you live in a condo or something, you have a lot of people around, they can, they, they can make some mistakes because they are very, very oh. loyal and protective. Okay. So um, it's a, an ideal situation someplace like where you have a double hair coat so the dog can withstand the weather. Yeah. If, say, a wayward uh, coyote comes around and gets in the garbage, it can handle that threat. Right, so you know something like that, something like a like a German Shepherd. Like is a mountain there, lion. <laughs> is there some social? If you get the German Shepherd as a puppy, yeah. is there some sort of uh, social socialization you can do with the dog as a puppy to make him a little less, you know, uh, domineering, protective, but still all those other great features? Right. Yeah, I mean, because well, well, I mean, dogs are—they're bred, and they are—they are what they are. They but, are what they are, and you, so. everyone has their cross to bear, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like I, I want a protective dog, but I don't, don't want them too protective. Right, right, you know? right, right. So, so, and they do tend to stay around the house too. So, yeah. um, uh, so yeah, if if you live in, in a more in confined area, you just need more training, and that's the other thing with German Shepherds—they're very smart. Yeah, really, they take to training really quickly. And um, so you get a good German Shepherd, and that's a, it's a great family dog. It's a good protector. It's a good uh, good watchdog, and they uh, they stick around. They'll yeah. stay around the house. You know, I, I just uh, hips are an issue. Is there a way yeah, to? Is yeah. it just uh, luck of the draw with you know how bad their hips are? No, and it's a really good question. It's called uh, the certification uh, for hips because uh, German Shepherds are one of those breeds that are prone to hip dysplasia. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, and uh, real bad. Yeah, so it's it's one of the worst, if not the worst, breed for that. So you want to make sure that the the breeder that you you go to has a um, the parents are OFA certified. Oh, Orthopedic Foundation of America or something for like Animals that. or Dodgeball Association, something right, right. like that. But yeah, it's yeah. it's OFA certification. Okay, and um, it'll say it right there in the pedigree. Okay, and uh, good. Breeders who are just responsible and they, they want to make sure that uh, the, the the dogs they're producing are, are good balanced animals yeah. will will brag about their OFA oh, certification. Okay. So it's it's it will be a very prominent thing. So if you come across a breeder of German Shepherds that doesn't talk about OFA, uh, go go somewhere else. Right, right. So and it's, it's no it's no guarantee, but you got a no. better you got a better shot. Yeah, yeah. because it is a genetic thing, right. and and if you if you uh, don't breed that out of the dogs, and yeah. you're, you know the, you're. You're gonna kind of pass that on, so it, yeah, it's genetic. Yeah, so you you want to make sure that the parents and the grandparents are clear of it. Speaking of uh, Wyoming and our Canadian friends, yeah. uh, I just started watching Letterkenny, uh, and there's a German Shepherd that plays heavily into the. Is it good sitcom? Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> okay, so I was like, because a new episode got released of this TV show Letterkenny, yeah. and like you know, when we're here in Metro Detroit. And so, you know, Canada's just uh, south of us. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, South you know, of us? Yeah, there's portions of Detroit that are north of Windsor yeah. where it kind of ducks under. It's so. actually a oh, trivia yeah. trivia pursuit question. Yeah, which yeah. which country okay, look, I'm is sorry. directly south of Detroit? Yeah, yeah. You can't say, I'm going to Canada and then go to Windsor. That's not Canada. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's All like, right. where did you go? Let's you didn't go anywhere. Taking a stance on that is a, that is international a, travel. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Can't go there right now anyway. They don't want us. Trudeau's like, nope. They do not want Forget us. about it. Yeah. I wouldn't want me either. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so we have Canadian friends around here, and there are people in this area, you know, have an affinity for the Canadian culture. And so, oh, new episode of Letter Kenny. Everybody's all excited. I'm like, I'll start watching it. And so uh, it's 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 just kind of sophomore humor and just fighting. And it's just yeah. Wait you know, a I got a lot of Canadian cousins. So it's, it reminds minute, me of my Canadian cousins. Lauren's daughter just told us about this over the holidays oh. and showed us a scene. The one guy just always fighting, always squinting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It, looked, it looked really funny it's, in a very sophomoric funny. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's right up my alley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot about drinking. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, just it's constantly drinking. It's yeah. constantly drinking and fighting. That's all it is, drinking and fighting. So. Uh, but there's a German short. There's a German Shepherd that plays heavily into it. So when you're saying it's like it fits into that uh, that uh, uh, climate. Yeah, that's a <laughs> climate. That's uh, a word I was uh, looking for. You were looking for the word clarinet. The yes, way your hands were flailing around. I used to uh, play the clarinet. I played I, for. I, you know what? I could have guessed that. Yeah, I do look like a clarinet. Yeah. I played for like three, four years. So. What an awful instrument! If you can't play it real well. It was okay. That could be just a nightmare yeah. listening to someone learn clarinet. Good word. All right, we got a barker. We got a barker on our hands here. Oh, no. Not Bob either. Mm. Bob would be a good thing. So I have an 11-week. Who's Bob? Sholly. I don't know what a sholly is. Uh, What's a S-H-O-L-L-I-E? Well, like something like a collie and a shih tzu and a collie? Yeah, probably something like that. Sholly? Yeah. Designer breed. So uh, an 11-week-old Sholly puppy barks at people and dogs. I've tried to uh, the engage-disengage method. Doesn't work. I've tried to redirect method. Not really working. Sometimes it's hard to break her focus. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, Not potty issues right now. We'll get back to that. But here's what I've been doing. Uh, I give her treats and praise every time uh, she's going out. Oh, wait, no. Oh. Yeah, so she, no, it's the barking. This is she was telling me so about her mm-hmm. training of the uh, potty and how she had success. But the barking, how does she? She can't redirect the dog's thing, and that uh, engage disengage isn't isn't working for her. So how does she get this eleven week old puppy to start barking at people and dogs very randomly? You know, uh, when I train dogs on a regular basis, yeah. you know, you, you try to get to the problem as quick as as possible. Yeah. And uh, one of the red flags is someone who says, I've tried this, tried this I've tried everything. Uh, when you try too much, uh-huh. Jamie, think of it as you're teaching the dog a foreign language. And, oh, this method didn't work, this method. You know, it's very, very confusing for the dog to begin with, so you've got to stick to it. You've got to stick to one thing and go with it. So I'm guessing, and if she's tried a lot of things and the dog's only 11 weeks old, mm-hmm. then you're probably confusing the hell out of the dog because you haven't really tried anything for very long. Right. So... You have to uh, stick with a good protocol. Now, as far as what protocol works, um, you know, uh, getting the dog's attention is is something that you can do with treats really, really easily. Now, uh, when you expose the dog to some sort of stimuli that kind of gets them excited, you want to make sure he's hungry so that when you do offer him a treat, you have leverage on the dog, you see, because the dog's going to respond to the strongest stimuli around. So if the strongest stimuli is he wants to bark at you and bark his full head off, 
he's going to, you know, that's what he's going to do. But if the strongest stimuli is he's a little bit hungry and you're offering him a little piece of cheese uh, or something he doesn't normally get, he's going to, uh, he's going to pay attention to you. See, so it, it breaks his attention, but you got to have that, you got to have that, uh, that, uh, that leverage, you know, and you have to have the dog on a leash, mm-hmm. you know, and if all else fails, you just simply, on a little buckle collar and the leash, you just walk away from whatever the dog's barking at. He's not going to keep barking mm. because he's going to lose his balance. He's walking backwards. He doesn't know where you are. And he's going to finally you know, give up on barking at the person and then walk your direction. So that alone is going to, to solve the problem, just walking away and right. walking away until the dog stops. When the dog stops barking, you give him a treat. Ah. If he doesn't, you just keep walking away. Because it makes it uncomfortable for them, you know they're tr- they're trying to bark at someone. They're being pulled back the other way. And... Hey, hey, I'm doing something here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's uh, but you got to stick to your guns because training's about consistency. Right. So and pick one method and stick with just it. Just stick here. with it. Yeah. There's a lot of good ways to do it, but mm-hmm. you just got to stick to one and and just keep working until you make some progress. All right. Pocket full of cheese. Pocket full of cheese <laughs> and Vienna sausages. <laughs> I got a fanny pack filled with Vienna sausages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hit with the ladies. <laughs> Who's bad? Uh oh. Guess where we're at, Samantha? Here. We are here. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. All right. Who's bad? Uh, they don't get much worse than this. Here we go. Bad animal joke of the week, Samantha. You ready for this? I think so. Okay. We got. Uh, what did the little Scottish dog feel when he saw the monster? What What did the little Scottish dog feel? How did the little dog feel when he saw a monster? Arg! Terrified. Oh, my God. Oh Terrier. Fine. All right. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, all right. What do dogs do after they finish obedience school? Cry. They get their masters. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, what do you call a, a dog that is also a magician? A dog titian. Uh, Labra Abracadabrador. <laughs> oh my God, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah, funny, yeah. though. Uh, what breed of dog tells off color jokes? Uh, what breed of dog me, tells off color jokes? A smut. <laughs> I don't get it. A smut. Like a mutt, but a smut. I don't know. I just... Wait, I have a joke. All right. It's not an animal joke, though. All right, tell it. Why couldn't the 11-year-old get into the pirate movie? Why? <laughs> because it was rated R. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a classic. It's classically <laughs> awful. <laughs> that is a classic. All right, Samantha, tell people stuff. Uh, we are the Animal Talk Podcast, yeah. and you can find us at www.animaltalkradio.com. Hey. Our YouTube is Animal Talk TV. It is. Our merch site is wearingfunny.com. It is. There's some stuff up there that you can buy. There's great animal prints there. Now. There's great stuff on there. I saw it the other day. I was like, oh, I need me that. Mm-hmm. I need to get that. <laughs> um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Animal Talk Radio. They're Perfect. all the same. You can find us on the socials. That's Follow it. us. Do the thing. Very social. 
Very social. <laughs> All right, there you go. Animal Talk Radio, thank you for uh, playing along. Brian, it's good to hang out, man. Yeah, I, uh, I miss you guys. We'll do this like again next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, till next time, please have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me. All right.